0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 89, and do we have plenty and plenty to talk about tonight. We're going to be breaking down America's 1-1 draw in the Clasico Capitulino. We're also going to be talking about the disaster that was the Ladies' Aguilas Clasico Nacional against Guadalajara. And then, of course, we'll, uh, we'll also be diving into the upcoming match between Querétaro and uh, America at home and the to take coming up for the league excuse me not league, yeah, the the league play look i'm already starting to get ahead of myself over here christian as always my co-host let me introduce him all the way from new york how's it going
1: pretty good pretty good excited to be on the show once again and talk about everything Glue america
0: so all things as in america of course coming your guys way uh unfortunately our infamous cowboy is not joining us tonight as well he was recalled back to hogwarts looks like something in regards to his fafsa i didn't even know that they took fafsa over there at hogwarts
1: i didn't either
0: so potentially our cowboy is fixing those legal situations but he hopefully will be back next week to join us because well next week's a pretty big one for uh for all of us here at the Eagle i podcast and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show but christian you ready to dive into what was the mess of uh, of America versus Pumas and then we'll talk a, more of a mess against uh, the the Lady Aguilas.
1: Yes, I am ready to discuss the mess.
0: Alrighty, well, plenty and plenty to discuss about. Plenty of heated opportunities uh, to get uh, get a lot going here, but. Uh, I guess we'll start off with last Saturday's matchup, America versus Pumas, a game in which we thought, well, if America played this game well, if they formed themselves correctly, if they took the perfect approach, then the game was more than theirs to take. Unfortunately, the game gets tainted by an early red card, and then we see kind of an America side struggle a bit with finding a rhythm and finding an identity, and then you see... Uh, And then you see them shift and make, um, you know, make a good approach in the second half, score the goal. And then, unfortunately, defensive mistakes at the back and a goalkeeper mistake contribute to a 1-1 draw. So we'll get Mm -hmm. into it. We'll get to the nitty gritty of things. But first, I want you to read off the lineup. If you have it, if not, I have it right here because you predicted the the
1: lineup correctly. Of course, you know, my natural my natural given talent, I guess. Um, but yeah, the lineup on Saturday was Guillermo, Choa, and Net. Your back four was Jorge Sanchez, Carlos Vargas, Aguilera, and Pablo Aguilar. Uh, your two CDMs were Guido Rodriguez and also Gonzalez. On the wing, you had Renato Ibarra on the other one, um, Roger Martinez. On uh, the cam, you had Sebastian Cordova, and up top, Henry Martin.
0: So that alone itself was, I would say, the best lineup we've could have had out there. And
1: given everything, yes. Yeah,
0: given everything surrounding the team, I would have imagined that that was the best opportunity for some of these players coming back from injury to really step up, hence Henry Martin um and even joining the Santos when he came in. Um but as the game progressed, and we'll talk a little bit why maybe the game didn't go as planned, but it just didn't work for America these players coming back from injury.
1: No, it didn't, and um, it's it's a shame.
0: It really, really is because you have high expectations for this for this team and for these players because of the capacity that you know they're capable of, because of the talent that they've displayed before, and you know and trust in these players to do that. But it just seems that in recent times, it's just I don't know. It, it, these players are not stepping up in in and not just them, but the youngsters as well as we've criticized as well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. A bit of a worrisome situation there, but your reaction on the first eleven when it comes out. Besides,
1: oh my gosh, I got it correct again. <laughs> yeah. Besides that, I mean, like you said, it's probably the best we could have fielded while uh, given everything, um, everything, um, surrounding the club. Yeah, you had, you know, Richard Sanchez on the bench. Uh, yeah, you had Joaquin DeSantis Santos on the bench. Yeah, you had Vivian on the bench. But you know, I, I don't think they were they were ready to start yet. So I think, um. Piojo made the right choice in putting this eleven out.
0: Oh yeah, I, I completely completely agree with you. I think this is the best eleven. Another situation that we did, that we should talk about is what how much impact was it that Piojo was not in this in the, in the bench and up in the stands.
1: Um, it definitely played some part. I wouldn't say it played a major part, though. In my opinion, I think I think um, Alvaro and Piojo really are really, really close. I think they understand one, one another very well. So I think what Piojo was trying to, what Piojo was going to relay on the pitch, I think Alvaro would have done it probably the same anyway. So I don't, I don't think it had that much of an impact. Well, I do say though, the subs were a little bit, I don't know. I could have, uh, I could have maybe changed one or two subs, but other than that though, I don't, I don't think he, he he, he did it bad. Okay.
0: That was just a, a a quick note that I wanted to get from you because I, I did find that very interesting Uh, because some people did speak about that, but yeah, you're right. I don't think that played too much of a factor. I think what played factor was, and we'll talk about this right now, was that red card that really tainted the match. That really changed the dynamic of this team. And we'll get into it because I I think America starts off. Okay. Not exactly the way we want mm-hmm. them to start off, but it's not the worst way to start off as well. You see them feel the ball around oh. a little bit. You see Pumas get the ball a little bit, but that's understandable, right? In a match like this, you're yes. both trying to feel each mm-hmm. other out. You're both trying to get an, an indication of what you guys' tactics are trying to be, and then the red card comes.
1: Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Silly, silly play. Obviously, there's there there's no need. There's no need for that. It's a it's a terrible mistake by Cordova. You know, a player that me and Dylan and I guess the majority of the fan base have been praising in recent games, um, and I don't know, you kind of just see like he's stunned as well, like like you know he he, he knows he committed a huge mistake, and um, yeah, man, so he's got the red card, not available for next uh, for next match, and like you said, it kind of tainted us uh, going forward.
0: And it was frustrating because, you know, you have high hopes for this 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 kid, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I yes. criticize him as much as I do, is because I think we all see and we all want him to grow to the player that we want him to be. But you know, it's 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 a silly challenge that you shouldn't really be going into like that. It's too early in the match to be doing to be going in as hard as he was for a for a ball. You know, you're still tied. I, you know, if you would have let that player go, I don't think there would have been much uh, of a threat going of forward. A danger. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. By the way, Guido Rodriguez, I think. Definitely displayed as to why he won the best uh, central defensive mid player of the <laughs> match of the year, uh, oh. and it was nice to finally have that Guido back in this game. Unfortunately, right. he didn't have that help around him, and we'll talk about that as well. Um, but yeah, Cordoba, unfortunately, silly mistake. Uh, I, hopefully, he takes this with a grain of salt and learns from this. Right, this is exactly what you would expect from one of these players. Is okay because in theory, this could cost him his starting position.
1: Right, yes, because you know, now Pio is forced to put someone else in the spot and you know, if the player excels, you know, we, we kinda see that trend from Piojo. you know, you have a good game and you're most likely to start the next game. So it's gonna be interesting to see what, what happens going forward.
0: Yeah, not just that, but you have to think Benedetti's coming back, Gio's back. Right. Gio's they back. occupy that same position that Cordova was taking. So Correct. I think um, I think it, uh, it, it doesn't boast well for this youngster if, if these more experienced players can take advantage of the, of the opportunity handed right. at them. But we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. Hopefully he can come back stronger and, and, you know, prove me wrong and prove the rest of the critics wrong. But, well, like I said, we'll have to wait. That's going to be on Cordoba. But, um, as the game progressed, it tainted the match in the sense that America now lacked an an extra body in the midfield, and you would have thought, well, it's a cam that shouldn't really matter, but it played a huge role going forward because now you had a player like Roger dropping into that cam spot. You had uh, Henry a bit uh, too forward and didn't have anyone really behind him to you know to play off of as well, because then Roger would drift out mm-hmm. wide, so it, it left a gap in which América felt reluctant to just sit back close off uh close the shop off and try to get on the counterattack, which worked by the way. Which worked uh mm-hmm. a couple of
1: times. To an extent, yeah.
0: But it wasn't exactly the best of play. And even with ten men, America didn't look as bad on on the pitch in comparison to maybe, right. you know, what we would have looked like ten players last uh two weeks ago against Atlas, right? That mm-hmm. would've that that yeah, would yeah. looked bad. Um and and then I know we want to touch upon the fact that, you know, again, this team is not taking their opportunities, even with 10 men. And this is, this is exactly what we talked about in the podcast prior to this, is America needs to be refined in the opportunities up front. They need to take those chances, and they didn't. You had the same situation against Atlas, in which a game that you could have easily have maybe have started winning that game off, but because you don't take your chances in front of goal, you end up conceding. So, perfect example would be the Renato Ibarra situation in which he had an opportunity to cross it to just, you know, lay it off to, to an empty net. And, uh, he doesn't against Atlas. He has the same, same mm-hmm. opportunity against Pumas in which he can just square the ball in for a simple tap in. But for some reason, he wants to go and shoot on goal in a tight angle. Yeah. Very tight angle, by the way. So. I mean, I don't know. What was your take on the first half in, in regards to everything that, that that you saw from America? Besides the red card that we already talked about, but, you know, these chances that we took, that we had, and we just kind of let go.
1: No, man, you you, you, said it, you said it perfectly. It's just that that's been kind of the narrative all season long. You know, you you get these these players that maybe have not been in the best of form for and you get a golden chance to kind of, you know, gain some confidence, gain some morale. Whether it be assist or a goal, I think an assist would satisfy him. And but like you said, he chooses the latter and good tries to go for glory, and it, it ends up, you know, costing us a a, a chance to go up one 0 And when you're up one 0 against Pumas, when you're ten men, it's a huge it's a huge boost for your whole team. And you know, to let little things like that go to waste, it's um it's gonna cost him in the long run. And I really hope he's t- he starts to nail that in his head through um nail that through his head. Uh, sooner rather than later because you never know maybe in these upcoming clasicos that we have you know chances like this aren't going to come up often so it, it it's it's not it's not cool to see uh players like that you know waste opportunities to um to to help the team out um another player i think i have to i have to shout out or not shout out criticize is henry martin you said it at the beginning you know this is a, a player that needs to pr- start proving himself to the whole fan base and it, he's not doing it especially with performances like that to me pretty much ghosts the whole entire match I understand he tried to drop a little bit to get the ball but even when he did drop he wasn't much use in any way and um, no no contribution to the attack at all Um, you know this is just a player that uh, I think everyone's had um, everyone just has had enough of
0: yeah Henry's another one of those situations where you felt that he was just there taking up space and actually doing something, right? Which is why I think there was mm-hmm. so much uh, backlash in the substitution when Gio comes on. Because you think, why are you taking out Roger when you can easily be taking out Henry? Um, yes. And then, obviously, Henry comes out later and then Vines comes in and well, he scores his f- the goal that could have potentially won the game. But we'll talk about what happens after that. But... Yeah, Henry is one of those players that again, and and unfortunately Dylan's not here to comment on this as well. It would have been interesting to pick his brain exactly, you know, what his take is on Henry because he's been one of those, you know, Henry advocates. But it it feels that Henry is just not in a situation where he can even ask for minutes at this point. You know, the only reason he's getting these minutes is because we have no one up top. And after (laughs) after the 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 debut that Vines just had I think everyone else has more confidence on him to start rather than Henry and that's the most shocking part about it because this kid just got here and yes yeah granted it may have been divine luck that puts him in the right spot at the right time to put that tap in but just that alone you feel that he's done more than Henry
1: mm-hmm. no yeah and it's crazy because well I mean we're gonna talk about it later but you know it's Crazy to think about that. Vina's in twenty and twenty-four seconds did more than Henry when he was on there for 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 seventy-seven. So it's it's shocking. It's shocking comments to make, but it's the reality of, of this player right now. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Vina starts over Henry and against Querétaro. Right. These are facts, ladies and gentlemen. These are facts.
0: Um. So yeah, Henry, poor display. I mean, you'll let us know exactly who you have lining up, whether it's Vinas or Henry against Queretaro. But, I mean, I still I'd still see Henry getting minutes regardless, whether he starts or not, he, you know. It's just, can he take those opportunities? And can we come back next week and talk about a Henry Martin that potentially could be important for us in the Clásico Nacional? Or is he just mm-hmm. going to be a waste of minutes and we should be looking at something else, right? So, right. Yeah. this game against Queretaro really is going to re- define and redefine A lot, not just him, but a lot of players that are kind of on the verge and on the edge of whether or not are you going to be a starter because, Mm -hmm. look, you're starting to come down to the season in which you cannot be dropping points. You need to be refined in, in how you're playing and you need to secure as much points as possible because you're coming to the latter end. Well, we're coming to the midpoint way of the season in which you know that you're going to have to produce and you have to be... Uh, consistent in each of those results, if you want to stay at the top, like America should be staying at the top. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's at this point right now, it's do or die for some of these players because I would imagine that after Querétaro, I mean, we need to put out the best possible 11. You know, fingers crossed, no more injuries, no more suspensions, but everyone should be back with the exception of Castillo. Uh, maybe by Querétaro, but if not, definitely by, by,
1: uh, by the game against Guadalajara. Right. Mm hmm. No, you mentioned players that are on the verge. I think another player we have to look at is also Gonzalez. Now, I think he had a he had an okay game. I I, I you know he did his part, but I would like to, I would like to see more, obviously. But like you said, though, you know, we have the addition of Richard Sanchez now, and you know he he's supposed to be this this top this top prospect, and you know Piojo, might be inclined to play him more than also Gonzalez. Now, I think he's seen enough. Also, I think he knows what also is capable of. Maybe try try someone new. So I wanna I wanna get your thoughts on also on Gonzalez.
0: You know what? This is the interesting thing about it is we knew also Gonzalez coming into this team was not gonna be a starter. And with the whole Edson leaving, with Mateo Suribe leaving, and then you started scratching your head. Was he gonna be a starter now? Because we didn't bring anyone in. Now that you bring in Sanchez, now you think okay. Also goes back to that same position that he was gonna fill it was that rotational player that he comes in in the second half to you know to to rest some legs or he could potentially start in, in in cup games or or in games in which you want to rest a couple of players but he fills the same role that Joe Corona fills right and that's exactly mm-hmm. what I felt and and still to this day believe that America lacked last season and which is one of the reasons why I think we didn't advance as far as we should have but um I think he adds to the depth. I think he adds to that talent pool. It's just he's more of a rotational player, and now that he, you know, you have Richard Sanchez coming in, I think he goes back to that same role, same as Lopez. I right. think I think they both fill that same role. And like you said, it's not a bad thing though, because I think he can come in and do a good job, just kind of like Joe Corona did, you know?
1: Right. You know. Mm-hmm. No, no, I completely agree. I I feel the same way. It's just you know, how soon are we going to get that though? It's it, well, the the, the no. thing is
0: you you we don't get that soon because. Uh, you know, with the addition of Richard Sanchez, we? you you'd expect him to start, yes, but is he going to play the way you expect him to play? And that's the real the caveat
1: here, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's well. That's what I'm saying, though. So he can have a breakout. Richard can if Richard starts on Saturday, he can have a massive breakout game, and then that's the end for also, right? Correct. All right. So and but if he kind of has the iffy game, do you still see also maybe competing with Richard for a spot or for another week Richard more? Just, yeah. Uh, Okay, but that's it though. So we're we're gonna get it sooner rather than later. Then is what you're trying to Hopefully,
0: say. Hopefully, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm trying to go for. Okay, let's go. But yeah, so a couple of players that really need to prove themselves against Queretaro. But going back to this game, it, it's uh, it it was a weird classical, right? I, I mean, it it
1: it, was it weird. didn't feel much classical esque Um, there was. I mean, this is exactly what what I was saying. You know, in the preview, you know, this game just kind of lost that that classical feel, that intensity. Yeah, it, made her, it may have shown a few moments on the on the pitch, but, you know, it I could count it with one hand And those moments and that that's not a classical to me.
0: Yeah, there's just, there wasn't an intensity. Um, I think Pumas themselves were a bit conservative even with 10 men. Uh, mm-hmm. A 10 yeah. side America, I, I, they were still kind of a bit, okay, I don't remember them really troubling our goal at all with the exception of their shot that ends up being a goal, right? But, um, right maybe a header here or there, but nothing nothing too crazy. they did have that in the first half in which Guido Rodriguez clears almost off the line but uh aside from that i I, I don't remember them being on top of us. i don't fe- I don't remember feeling that pressure. yeah, maybe they had the ball, but uh, you know let me look at the momentum bar. Yeah, it was mostly all Pumas in the second half towards the last couple minutes, but that's because they were chasing the game at that point. But for the most part, it stays consistent with America with the ball or Pumas with the ball. But even when Pumas had it, like I said, America felt reluctant to go forward, so they did what they've been doing for the past couple games, and that's just falling back and closing off spaces and trying to get the counter going. So they were more than fine with giving Pumas the ball because, you know, they felt the confidence in themselves, and, and that confidence actually showed.
1: Well, that's a good thing for us, though, right? You know, dude, we're starting to get a little bit of that defense confidence back. And, you know, what way to do it against Pumas arrival rival when you're down 10 men. It shows kind of that, that, that resistance, that that mental fortitude that uh that, that you need going forward. And I, I, I think I, I see it as a positive. Yeah. In some ways. In some ways.
0: But you can't always rely that Emanuel Aguilera and oh, Vargas 100%. are going to have yeah, a no, good no, no.
1: center back partnership game. 100%. 100. percent I completely agree.
0: Um. So I mean, because I mean, there was times in which Vargas made some silly oh, mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, mm. man. And Pumas didn't capitalize him just because they they, they didn't. But um. Yeah. Exactly. It was, it was frustrating. But you know, another player that I think stood out very well in this matchup was uh, Jorge Sanchez. Jorge
1: Sanchez. The, yes. The the mm-hmm. the
0: game in Mexico, the game against the United States for Mexico did him wonders, and it's exactly what I wanted him to Kim come out of this international break is have a good solid game with Mexico and take that confidence back to Coapa. And it, it showed he he was playing tremendous. I, I have not seen a game like that from him in such a long time. And there was those games right. that he showed and played that way that made made you think, wow, this kid's this kid's definitely the future. And he mm-hmm. he proved to us that he could still he still has it. Now it's that word we love, that consistency of play can he continue Fine. to do it? Because there's big games coming up and big points on the line.
1: Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Jorge Sanchez is uh, is a th- that player that I, I'm starting to love and love more every single time I watch him. You know, he, he's becoming a little bit more smarter with his tackles. His positioning is getting a little bit a little bit better. But you know, like you said, though consistency. Can he keep it up against the big boys, against the big matches against Cruz Azul and, and Chivas? Is what we're really looking forward. To. And if he can. I, I I think we're set for 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 a few years with this kid.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So props to George. Um, he's 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 pulling a shift out there, and like I said, I'm I'm impressed. I'm, I'm really impressed with the,
1: the display. And that's big coming from. Yeah, me. and
0: and because and it's <laughs> and it's funny enough that you mentioned this position, he's gotten a little bit better because it did in this game. Um, he didn't get caught flat-footed as much or or hardly at all. Um, he, he was always aware and attentive. He was in in that fullback positioning when you have to defend. He was in that in, in kind of like when you have your hips open, ready for just in case you get turned, just in order to shift your feet and then you're able to run run the other way. Um, you know, I can analyze him all day, but I, I think he had a he had a <laughs> good performance, and I'm 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 happy for that because uh, we really need mm-hmm. our defense to tighten up. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll 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 be content with his his performance but going off in the first half you know the game ends uh in the first 45 minutes zero zero you know you go into the dressing room you know you're down 10 men you, you know the red cards tainted everything but you still have this faith and confidence that america is able to find a goal right and then you look at the bench and for the first time you think okay we have plenty to work with here so we should be more than okay we've kept pumas at bay for for the majority of the match now it's how are we going to mm. approach this game in the second half and um, I think I gotta give props to Piojo for approaching it correctly. Um, I don't think the players necessarily fulfilled it to a full, but I, I think the idea and the tactic was right. Um, but I don't know what was your take on 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 the way that America starts the second half and your thoughts during halftime.
1: Well, during halftime, like you said, it, it's a it's a bit of a weird feeling. You know, you're like you said, the the intensity is not really there. You know the team kind of looks like you know, uh, like like they just going they they know they're gonna have to grind this one out, um. But no, yeah, I think I think Biojo does the right thing. Uh, sends the right message to just keep going forward, push. You know we have more than enough of uh, uh talent to, to get this job done, and I think I think the player like you said I think the players understand it and they tried, but not to the fulfillment of Viejo's wishes. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: So um, second half rolls around. Some of the substitutions that are made. Uh, well, the only one I think you put a question mark on is the Roger for um, for Giovanni Santos because one, correct. Um, Roger was your best player on the pitch. Correct. Two, you're putting Giovanni Santos in a wide position, and 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 you know he's not a winger. But sure, people can argue up and down all day long that he can play that position, but he does not fulfill the winger role because what did you see when he came in? He dr- started drifting towards the middle. In that in that Remember, play yep. in which you see, uh, Vina score the goal. Gio touches the ball and drifts into the middle. He starts moving the mm-hmm. ball. He yeah, finds He, he finds him in the middle. Why? Because he's he's left that whole wing spot open. And I mean, credit to George because he was up and down that wing as soon as Roger left, like crazy. I don't know how he right uh, his little stamina was on red by the end of the match. I would imagine. Um, <laughs> But that was that was a big head-scratcher. Um, I would have kept Roger on. Uh, Same. You know, it, it's because it, Cordoba's red card really tainted it because it was Cordoba for Gio. That was a substitution.
1: Yeah, that was a substitution. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And now you're just like, okay, I got to bring him on because, yes, he is probably the most creative player that you have on the bench, and he maybe could be the one to find and open a, a pass or a play but now you're now you're sacrificing of your other most talented player who could potentially be dribbling as well and and taking on players maybe right. doesn't have the refined touch to to give a, you know a perfect pass or or have that vision but he still has something to offer um and you saw Roger mm-hmm. upset uh you know
1: oh no yeah it's uh it's a, another one of those shows he puts on and uh it's not the first time he does it um but this is something I, I think I want to talk uh, touch on a little bit more later in his attitude going forward because, like, like I just mentioned, it's not the first time he does it. And, you know, I think he has to become a little bit more mature when choices like this are are made. But is he in the and, wrong you know, to react that way? Because he is
0: the best player well, on the pitch at that point.
1: Correct, but maybe, I mean, at that point, you just have to, just have to respect the, the manager's choice. Maybe he sees something that you don't. But I do concur with you, though. I do think that Roger was the best player on the pitch. Granted, he wasn't really dribbling as much as we're used to seeing him, but, you know, like you said, he's still a threat when on the pitch. So it it was a head-scratcher, but like I just said, though, I think you have to be a little bit more professional when it comes down to things like this.
0: And then the second substitution comes after, and uh, it's Henry Forbinas. That was a no-brainer, right? Yes. No, no-brainer. I did not know this kid was I told that you guys. tall. He's yeah, a very right? he, physical he looked, preference. He looked
1: tall, yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. But that's why they call him Tank. But you, when you first saw pictures
0: of this guy, you thought, "Oh, he's a little scrawny. Like he looks like he's quick. Like okay, right." And then you, wait,
1: but th- did did you, did you see the video that they posted though? Which one? Well, his highlights. Oh yeah, his, his yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Well, he he looked like he was a muscling out players. Well, granted, I know it's the you know it's it's whatever league. But he still looked like he was like you know muscling out players, and I, I, that caught my attention a lot. I mean, so now we got two tanks. And that was funny because I was, I was tanks, watching the game yeah. with
0: my cousin, and he's like, now we got two people that are called tanks. I'm like, hey, what's better than one tank?
1: Two tanks, okay. Two tanks. True. So, okay. Here we go. Um, we could, we, could we work can with
0: work that. with that. Uh, he, 100%. I, as soon as he came on, he wanted the ball. He 25 he seconds. He just man. was playing it. And those accuracy passes, those short passes, very well connected. And then, of course, at the right yes. place at the right time, scores a tap-in. Uh, but that doesn't matter because mm-hmm. I think he he merited that happened. He 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 helped yes. build up that play very <laughs>
1: well.
0: Go. It's funny how you say merited
1: when he only played 25 seconds. Well, I mean you you connected two three good passes, right? So I mean, he... no, I know. It's it's insane like who would have thought that on your debut match you would score in the against a rival in 25 seconds. That that just doesn't it's happen. A dream honestly. star, right? It's a dream star and you know you you feel touched because you see, if you see his post game interview, you know he, he, was, he was about to retire from, from the sport and, you know, life, life, life takes crazy turns and to be in this position right now, it's, it's insane. So, you know, props to him and, you know, just more of this to come hopefully.
0: And everyone's excited, everyone's screaming, everyone's yelling and you
1: think, this is what yeah. you needed. This, park the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but, but this, this, this is where this happens though. As soon as being scores I would have brought in Richard Sanchez.
0: Yes, maybe. But I don't, I don't think Piojo is, is at fault for bringing in Richard Sanchez a little later. I think, I think the players are at fault for not being able to deal with Pumas as soon as kickoff. Cause this, Pumas' goal is literally a swift reply. It's, they kick off, they find a way to put the, the, to, to get, uh, out wide and they put in a ball, goes out for a corner. And well, we know what happens after that, but. No, yeah. Mm. It's like you can't hold on to a lead. Like, come on. That's the most
1: worrisome part. No, truly. Okay. I mean, two minutes. Look,
0: yes, the 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 goal is probably mostly all Ochoa's fault, but you have to look all the way from where that play starts, and that play starts, you 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 can't allow that. You have to close them off. You can't give them the opportunity to even get anything going. You
1: no. Know?
0: no, 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 not not yeah, not no. not just from that corner. If before that corner is made.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. The, oh, okay, okay, Like, yeah, you're, yeah, okay. you should yeah, be okay, able okay. to gotcha, contain gotcha. it
0: because you were doing it the whole 100%, 100%. game. And now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you, you get scored on. You you, you kind of, okay, now I'm going to relax a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And that's what And happened. then Pumas capitalizes exactly on happened. that and then gets the corner. Look, Renato Ibarra wasn't as close to just like, yeah, he put a, probably could have tried to rant to put some pressure, but I think the guy was still gotten the shot away. People throw their bodies at the ball, kind of. And. It does go through a lot of people before it before Ochoa gets to see it. Um, but I'm not making an excuse for him. He should have gotten that. Um, and anyone that hears this and knows this, I am a huge Ochoa defender. So for this to come out of me, you know that he was really at fault for this one. And, you know, I've seen yeah. some people defend him on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, so now everyone wants to defend him. But the one time I'm defending
1: well, him. Well, I'm on you with that. You know, yes, it is Ochoa's fault. Um, but I don't think people, people, I, mean, I don't think uh, you might remember this, but who, okay, this is in Seoul. Um, Nico Castillo actually scored this goal and the same mistake happened. It went underneath the, a goalkeeper's arm. Who's Who Uh, who was the goalkeeper? Marchesin? Marchesin. The same exact thing happened. A shot from far, I think, uh, uh outside the box. Easily could have been handled, but slipped right under Martínez's arm.
0: Yeah, and, no? and, and I told people It happened Yeah, I told people like look, it's and, and people are ready to crucify him and I'm just like ah, it's like we're it's like yeah. we're back in two thousand and eight. Um Yeah, yeah. It's no, like, I hear you. It's like no, it's like, okay, look, everyone everyone makes a mistake. You're gonna tell me that none of the bigger uh, the bigger name goalkeepers ever made a mistake in, in the game. I've seen Ter Stegen make yeah. mistakes. I've seen uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I see, as I've seen before. I, I've seen all the, the, the hair. hair. The hair, literally. The hair. Like two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and they're still in, highly regarded as 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 top quality world class, world world class keepers, keepers right? right? So, how does one mistake for a child uh, uh, You know, and I, I I said this is because the tabloids just ran with it, and I was like, look, this guy's not going to be faced by the tabloids. He's lived with it his whole life. Especially right. as a youngster coming to the ranks of America, he, he knows what it's all about. Is can he, can mm-hmm. he, and will he mentally be, prepare himself for this game against Queretaro? Because he needs to be at 100 percent for Guadalajara. Now, Memo's always right. been one to show up for the Clásico Nacional. He 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 feels the passion, so he knows. So he's. I have no doubt that he'll be ready by then. It's just he needs to. He he needs to find that chemistry with his defenders. He needs to find that chemistry with the team. And it's building. It's building. From the first game against Tigres to, to now, you see that the there's better communication. There's 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 a little bit more here and there talking. It's just okay. Keep working on it, keep working on it. Because he's had so much rotate rotation, not just in the back line, but in the whole team as, as a whole, mm-hmm. that it's just like, okay, you know, now that we're finding and refining ourselves, we're thinking, okay we're probably going to get the best out of a trend and we're going to probably get the best out of the team. And to make a callback back to when Marchesin was with us, when Marchesin first came in, he received a couple of goals that people were like, why isn't he saving those shots? Why isn't he doing this? Exactly. Look, The same exact thing. As a goalkeeper, confidence is a big part of your game. And the biggest part of your confidence is knowing that the team itself is confident in you and that your defenders can trust and you can trust in them. So, Marchesin probably was going through the same thing as Ochoa is going through right now is, yeah, he can have confidence in himself, but if he doesn't if he doesn't feel that 100% connection with his defenders or with the team just yet, then, you know, he's not going to be almost at 100% throughout the whole entire match. And then you come at it again with Ochoa's situation is, yeah, he knows the club, he knows the institution, and he knows some of these players, but he doesn't, he hasn't played with them long enough to know the ins and the outs. And, you know, I'd give it. I'd give it a couple more, uh, more weeks before we start seeing. Okay, this is exactly what we we wanted from from both Ochoa and the defense.
1: Right. No. Yeah. Hundred percent agree. So,
0: unfortunately, though, McLovin does not get the uh, get get the love <laughs> and 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 spotlight in uh. I, I love the fact that they say he looks like McLovin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, can you imagine man. how upset Vines must have been at that moment like new kid on the block I mean, you just probably potentially scored the game winning goal and then a mistake at the back cost two you minutes later yeah the, the spotlight mm-hmm. not so much because he still got oh, yeah. it but it's just imagine
1: the tablets would have ran with Vines is like the next Suarez or something right? Yeah, 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 no, no. I hope, trust me. I think they're already probably on that. To be honest, um, but yeah, no. It's uh, it's unfortunate for him, but you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he feels the moment though. That that to, the what just happened to him is a literal dream to him. So, you know, all I gotta say is, you know, you just gotta take it and just build on that because you know we're, we're gonna we're going we're gonna need more performances like that, uh, coming up very shortly.
0: Yeah. So I mean, a lot of fingers can be pointed at a lot of ways in in this game. Uh, I mean, you can point it at Renato for missing that opportunity. You can point it at Cordoba for getting that red card. You can point it at the defense. You can mm. point it at Memo. You can point it. So the blame can go extensively around. That's why I think uh, in the post-match press uh, uh, conference, um, uh, God, what was his name? Uh the Auxiliar.
1: What are you talking about?
0: Oh uh, Alvaro Yeah, Alvaro, Galindo? Yeah, Alvaro was uh, saying that you know he wouldn't necessarily blame Memo. He said I think is a team effort and a team result. It's like you either you win as a team or you lose as a team. And yeah, I could see how the blame could be spread around evenly. Um but at the end of the day you drop two points and those two points will come back to haunt you in uh in, in the rest of the season. So we'll have to wait and see how this game go uh, how this game how this season uh continues for the Aguilas, but uh, hopefully, we start to see the better side of things because um, you know you lose against Atlas the way that you do, and then you draw and drop two points at home at home, you know, yes. against the side that you should have won, uh, and you know, unfortunately, your team your your team makes countless mistakes and they cost you. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Well, anything else you want to add on into this game? Um.
1: No, I think. I think we're good. Alrighty. Well,
0: that was America versus Pumas one-one. America does now drop to fourth position because of that result and uh, other results as yes. well. So it's not looking too bad. Fourth position. Yeah, it's it's
1: we're one point yeah, away it's, from. It's first. one point
0: away from first. It's it's not the end of the world. Uh, but you need to stay consistent and you need to consistently fight because it looks like those 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 top four positions those those look like they're gonna be um real tight. Real, real tight. They're they're gonna be very competitive throughout the whole season. So, uh, you know, this whole table is tight. Yeah, it is right now. Right now, it, it's the gaps will start me uh showing maybe after the jornada ten, uh or jornada eleven, maybe. but um, yeah, America needs to consistently stay on top if they if if we if you want a good position in the league No,
1: hundred percent. So
0: we we'll, uh, that's the goal. We'll see what happens from there. But those uh, two points drop does mean that America does end up going all the way down to fourth place. So we'll have to see what happens. So we're going to move on and shift our attention to the ladies and then we're going to talk about the game against Queretaro and we'll send you guys on your way so you guys can be up to date with all things in regards to Las Aguilas de la América. So Christian, we had a Clásico Nacional for the first time ever in league play history. Everything was on the line. History, points, bragging rights, everything that comes with a Clásico mm-hmm. Nacional and it looks like the ladies let themselves and the fans as well as the institution down. With a terrible, terrible, yes. terrible results. The ladies walked out of the Stadio Acron with their heads down. With a 4-2 loss. 4-2, ladies and gentlemen. That in itself is shocking. It's uh, surprising. Uh, not only because of the way that they lose. Not only because of the way that they played. Because of everything that falls back into this institutional rivalry. That is America versus Chivas. That you think... You needed to play better. You needed to have a little bit more heart out there. You didn't see it from the ladies all there, um, and now questions are being asked at Cuellar: Will he stay? Will he go for the season? And uh, also, you know, some of these ladies are they going to step up t- uh, to the moment, or are they not? Are, are they not cutting the cutting it to be in America?
1: Yeah, no. It's um, first of all, uh, I think. I think we 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 did a good job in in trying to in trying to bring the height to this game. I think the fans understood that you know this is a Chivas America game, so the you know their passion, the intensity had to be there. So I think that that's a big plus in terms of going forward with this rivalry. Now in terms of the match, I do agree with you, Ivan. That America looked very poor for throughout the whole match. Um, yeah, there were some moments here where I thought that you know we we, we looked a little bit better than Chivas, but overall. You know they, they 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 had the better game plan. They had the better communication. They had the better you know structure. You know they had the better game plan, and it showed. It showed, and you know, and as the goals kept coming in, you know, you you started to look more and more that this team is not where it needs to be, and there's a lot a lot of work to be done. Now you you say um you know the the coach is it his time? You know I think if Dylan with here, I think I think he would say yeah. I think it's time. Um I think this this team just needs a whole new fresh fresh look uh and and the attack going forward because they they they're clueless. They they don't know what to do going forward. You know defensively they're okay, but you know they still need work there too. So I think it's time for new for new for new look. It
0: was it was just a bad day at the office for these for these girls. Um yeah. Look, it and mm-hmm. and the crazy thing about it is when I did the preview podcast with uh with Amy and Melissa Uh, One of the things that we said was America is very fortified at the defense, even though they leaked uh, four goals prior to to this game. They were very solid. But now these are two Mm -hmm. consistent games in which you have leaked four goals, right? Four goals. Now you question, well, is this defense as good as we think it is? And then you start questioning, Mm -hmm. well, what's missing? And it feels like there's a bit of a leadership role that's not there at the moment. Like a... mm, I don't want to say like a Bruno Aguilar because I don't think they're really much of a uh, of a captain. But like a Pablo Aguilar when he played for us. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Like like a strong center back that presence in there. And you had that with Diaz. And there's a player that Dylan has questions as to why she just left and, and there wasn't really a big headline onto it. But she, I think I think mm-hmm. her presence is finally being uh is, is, is being felt in the defense by not being there. Um and and then of course I mean the same situation that it is with Memo, I think we're having with JD, you know, is a goalkeeper that, yeah, she has maybe more experience, more time with this defense, but it's the first uh, season that she's had that position as a number one. I think she's done well, but uh, these past a couple games, some question marks in her, in her goalkeeper and her abilities, especially well, that yeah. goal, that, that last goal that she lets in. Um, I don't, I, I don't know what she's trying to do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really don't know if she gets caught in two minds but she she should be getting that out. Like there's no excuse. No, no yeah. excuse whatsoever as no, to why yet. you don't get that. Um I I it is kind of this is kind of a hardship thing to say because you, you as anyone that knows and listens to us knows how much we've supported J.D. How, how much well we follow her through her upbringing in America but um I think maybe it's time to to bench her for this next upcoming game, and maybe that's gonna bring the best out of her in, in training, and hopefully the next game that she gets an opportunity. But I think it's time that uh, that that there's big changes made in this starting eleven, uh, and hopefully the the, the club and the administration have the um uh, have have the pants to uh, To take the right decision and maybe look elsewhere because I do believe Cuellar yeah. uh, should maybe be on his way out of the club because I don't think the club can continue to play the way that they're playing and hope that they make a playoff run because if they do they'll barely get into the into the qualifying round and after that you, you're most likely gonna get again washed the way that you did against Tigres and what does that do
1: Yeah, you know Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, just well, I think one thing we all could agree on there's a serious problem in the defense. And, you know, prior to the past two games one of the best defenses in the league with just five goals conceded and now you're at thirteen goals conceded in just two games that, you know, that just doesn't happen. That's a clear error. And, you know, all of the above you just said it. There needs to be big changes and I d I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't think I could wait another game. I think it needs to be anything I, I think it needs to happen now. It, it
0: it it does need to happen now, but the thing is that I don't know if it will. And and oh, I think right. I think that's the one thing that needs to change. It's, it's there has to be that same refined look as there is in the men's side of things. You know what the funny thing going on on Twitter is that people are saying Piojo should take the women's side. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think that's hilarious <laughs> because it yeah, it, no, that's it, funny. it would not work. Um <laughs> but look, the ladies have dropped points now because of that. They're ninth place. Uh they're not far off from a playoff spot. They're only one point away from Tijuana, which is in eighth place. And two points behind Morelia, which they're in 16. So it, is it the end of the world? No, but can you continue to play the same way? No, you can't because we can track back these, these, uh, these games where the ladies even won and you can still say something didn't feel right about this game. You got a bit lucky here and there. You held off. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, like, you got your goal and you parked the bus. Like that, that's, that's, that's not the way, right? That, that's, Right. Why do you think Mourinho doesn't have a job yet? <laughs> I think it's because <laughs> you, you can't you can't play that style of football anymore. And it's something that right. um they talked that, that we touched bases upon in, in the podcast as well is that um football's always evolving. The sports is always evolving. In mm. the men's side and the yeah. women's side I see as well. The women's I think is evolving much faster than the men's ever did. But the style of play what what worked five years ago isn't working the the same way. Now, so you're talking about a manager that was was doing great things five, ten years ago He's in and trying to implement those same kind of tactics. It's not going to work. And I think you've seen other opponents and other managers finding ways around it and just completely, completely outplaying America sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And I think you have to date back to maybe almost a month ago when America beat Morelia three one. I think that was probably the last, you know, real win that we said okay, you know. And I think that was around that point where, where we started to say okay, now this team's starting to gel. Now, now the team kind of has a clear idea of what they want to do. Yeah, they get a win, they two one win against Toluca. It was kind of a little bit nitty gritty here and there. Yeah, they went 2-0 against Tijuana, but Tijuana was down a was, was down a um, was down a player. So and then you go four one loss to Monterrey, not four two Chivas. You know it's you know it was there, but it was it never really uh fulfilled its potential. And you know I think after one two three, after five games, I think you know you kind of have a clear sense that this team, you know most likely will not excel past maybe the sixth the sixth um sixth place in the in the table. So I think we can say it all all the time, but you know in uh, throughout the whole podcast, there needs to be a change and it needs to be now. There is,
0: and look, we're behind our ladies hundred percent of the way. And yes, hundred percent. As much as we, as much as we've praised and, and said wonderful things about them, it just just the way it's amends. They they when, whenever there's hardships, whenever there's criticism to be made, we will make them. Um, and you know, if by any means, they listen to this. We're not bashing you guys because we're trying to be rude or anything, but we're just trying to give give an understanding and, and give a, an analysis of what we we saw in that pitch because what we saw was not a a a great display of football especially for a clasico um wanted to see a little bit more intensity yeah. from these ladies we didn't get it um but hey if uh, if they continue to keep their heads held high and if the right changes are made then i don't see why this team can't uh, can pick it up you know mhm no yeah all right then well that is it for our lady talk our Aguilas will be back in action soon let me pull that up right now so I can ac- literally tell you guys when the next game is because I don't want to be on here and be like, ah. But uh, the next game is going to be against León. It's going to be in the Estadio Azteca, and uh, it's, uh, it's 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 going to be actually this Thursday. So yes. it's uh, going to be an interesting matchup. The ladies need to rebound. They need three points. What better way to do it than at your own home stadium? And, uh, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. This Leon side, for those of you wondering at home exactly where they're. Is Gary starting? I, I believe Gary Torres will be starting in, um, in, in, in the center back position. I think she's going to be one of those strong players. And, uh, Gary, if you okay. end up listening to this, we, uh, we want to give you a shout out <laughs> and hopefully your debut for Leon goes well. But this Leon yeah, side it's... is in 15th place with only nine points. So I think we know why they're in 15th place. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> The uh, the backlash against Scotty, wow, uh, but uh, yeah, d- definitely. I, you look nine points. You, they they're fifteenth place. You you gotta get those three points, right? It's they're they're a must. They're a must. Points. They, they mm-hmm. play more. They, they play a vital vital role in how your season is gonna continue to be. But
1: now, if you don't get the three points convincingly, that's it, right? No, that has to be it, right? If you get that. Has if to if be you get it, the right? three
0: points, then. Whether it's convincingly or not, you get the three points. But if they don't even manage a draw, that has to be it. There's no, you can't walk to. around it anymore. You cannot walk around right. it. So we'll have to wait and see. But you guys can keep up to date with all the lady, um, all lady aguilas news on our social media platforms at Resaca America US or uh on instagram at america underscore u.s and i was so hyped for this game i was so happy like i you know we were doing the the social media content and i put up the game day jersey pictures and i came up with that catchy phrase and i was like come on ladies let's do this and at the end of the day i was like man why do i even get my hopes up <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah keep up to date you, with the... you, uh-huh.
1: you, you know they listen to us right
0: yeah but now they know that they broke my heart um Oh, so <laughs> uh the ladies yeah going on thursday we'll keep you guys up to date with all things over on our social media platforms so ladies best of luck and we'll continue to show your support with our hashtag lady aguilas let's hope that you guys can get those three points and uh, patch up the rest of the season all right christian that is the yes. end of that anything else you want to add on before we talk and end the show with america versus queretaro no. No. Oh, okay, I thought you actually had something there. <laughs> you <laughs> you know, I thought I had something to, it to the mic. I was like, I, was like oh, I can't <laughs> say that. Never mind.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, Some, we'll have to talk some about. NDA stuff, you know. Oh. Okay, we'll talk about that
0: later after the show. But yes. America versus Queretaro. This is the second of our third three consecutive games at home. Starts off with Pumas, then goes off with Queretaro. And then we close it off against oh, Guadalajara. But... Important and vital three points up for grabs, and it's second versus fourth place. Now, that's the craziest thing Mm -hmm. about it. This Keretero side is no joke, by the way. I can't believe that Cax is on top of the league at this moment.
1: (laughs) Yo, I know, right? Um, but it's crazy. I mean, they're only up there by a point. This is very, but they're still there though. is very FIFA
0: esque, like when you're playing career mode and you're just like, How and you just same the whole season, yeah, (laughs) or like. You're just like, how is Veracruz in like fourth place? And obviously, that's not happening in real life, but it's just it's 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 very odd. But uh, credit and props to them because uh, they're having a good season, just as uh, Queretaro is as well. And that's America's next opponent. Pusatech is finally getting this team uh, playing in, uh, in in proper ways and getting results in in very good fashion. So right. they're not going to be this easy Queretaro side that everyone would expect, and it's definitely not going to be a game in which America can just. You know, say, okay, we got three points in the bag. It's mm-hmm. you need to go out and you need to play, you need to implement your style of football, and you need to find a way to steam right. over, they just pass over, get at that on your home stadium. Uh, you know, make a statement with these, with, with, uh, with this game. And hopefully, you know, hopefully the team can, can find rhythm, can find form, and at the end of the day, walk away with three points.
1: Right. No, yeah, 100%. And also, you are playing the, so statistically speaking, you are playing the best defensive team in the league.
0: So it's not going to be that easy to walk away with with,
1: with goals, right? One right. would think. One would think. One would think. But then you know comes Leon, and then they put four past them. So anything can happen. It's true, but we just have to you know be be the better equipped team that that night, the better the better team with the better with the better game plan.
0: And what is going to be that game plan? Give me your predicted lineup for this matchup.
1: Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Um. Well, this is a little bit hard, only because you know there's a lot of what ifs, or and there's a lot of you know players that might that might be there, might not be there. So bear with me here. Um. I'll have Ochoa in that. Jorge Sanchez Aguilera, Bruno Valdez, Paul Aguilar, uh, Guido Rodriguez, also Gonzalez, Roger Martinez on one wing, Rante Barra on the other wing. Gio dos Santos in the as as your cam and Viñas as your striker.
0: Wow, you're putting Viñas ahead of Henry. Okay, interesting. Vines interesting. Henry, yes. Okay, you know what? I completely agree with that lineup. Um, I don't see how you change it unless you want to. I mean, be you could and, and put Richard, Richard on. Or, yeah, I, but I don't see him right
1: being there. And I love how we were talking about it earlier, and I was like, "Oh, Richard should start," but now I put him, I, I leave him out. Uh, I just don't think he's um, I don't think Biojo will would do it. But if he does, I hope he does. I mean, if he does, then he does. I mean, I wouldn't mind that, honestly.
0: We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But Right. Um, still, a very good lineup, by the way, right? So, enough talent to to get things going. I am very excited to see what this uh, Roger out on the wing, Gio in the middle, and Vinas up top can do.
1: I see... This tanky, tanky, tanky Gio yeah, come yeah, up. Yeah, this
0: tanky. Tanke tanke Gio. It's like taki taki, but it's tanke tanke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I I mean there's potential for something big to come from there, right? So right. you want uh, you wanna see a Gio that's asking for the ball, that's creative, that's releasing quick passes, that's finding through balls. You wanna see a Roger that gets the ball on his feet, that can dribble, that can go and take on players, and can square it and, and, and find a Vinas that's you know in the box muscling defenders, and uh, something that we said, because we know that how how much of a physical presence some of our players can be, playing down the middle is probably one of our most strongest assets, and actually trying to play down the wing, and continually play crossing, and uh, we, we know how that usually ends up for going for us, so I, I think this is a game in which you can try to utilize that to your advantage and say, okay, you have a very physical presence in Roger, you have a very physical presence in Vinas and you have a very creative and quick player in Geo, try to slip in through the defense and, and through the cracks down the middle, I think this is a game in which America can can, can find and force their way through that Carretero defense. Because I think Carretero um, down the wings is going to be a little bit complicated. I think their fullbacks are pretty decent. Um, You know, it put those defenders, those center backs to the test, and I think if America can find good connectivity going forward, because I think that's the one thing that we've really focused on this this season and season p- prior to that is how well can they connect, how well is that link up play in in, in in the final third of 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 the match for them. But what is your take? What is your idea? Right. How do you think America should approach this game?
1: No, I think I think you you kind of you kind of said it. I think Gio is going to be that important player. I, I'm picking him to be my most uh, my most important player for this match. I think Gio allows you know players like uh, Roger Martinez to open up. You know, find Vinas. Also, I think Gio can probably bring out something in Renato Ibarra. You no, know, a player I've been criticizing this whole season for not being in Renato Ibarra form. Maybe Gio can, you know, pick a pass here or there and get get behind the defensive line where you know, we all know Renato Ibarra can excel and, you know, beat out those defenders. Um so yeah, I'm very excited for this for this this uh this attack. It it looks like it can it can bring something special. Um definitely a new look. You know, you're you're incorporating Gio and Vinas and you know, we're gonna wait and see how how this all Hustle unfolds, but you know we we look very very dangerous from the wings, um and you know if with anything what we saw on Saturday Vinas you know he could be a physical presence at that box and it's something that we need. All then, all right. What well, what can we expect from Querétaro, right? Well, they're quick. I can tell you that they're very quick. They 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 know how to how to control the mid, and I think that's something that Guido's going to have to stay alert and also also. That when Queretaro starts passing the ball around, they they know how to do it very well, and that that's something that you know Prostev teach because you know he is known for playing uh for his teams playing like that, and you know with the uh, with their with their quickness, we're gonna we're not well we're gonna have to sort of adapt to that, and do you, do we want to fall back and wait for them? I don't, I don't think so because you know they're they're very dangerous like that, so I think we have to kind of go toe to toe with them and you know implement our game plan as well. Don't let them have their way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so don't let them have their way and and this is going to be a a, a game in which you think the defense needs to step up as well because you're ha- you're going up against these very quick at, at opposing uh attackers and then you have a midfield that's very well and solid that you think okay, our defense is going to have to showcase and get something out of this. If this defense can walk away right. with a with with a clean sheet, I think that boosts it and gets you better going off in what's to come uh for the upcoming game against Chivas. So this game is vital. Mm-hmm. This game is very pivotal for America's season. Not just for America's, you know, for for this week alone, just the season itself. It's can these players start linking up. We, we finally finally look like we're having a full roster for this game, you know. It's it's how do you take it from here and forward, right? Results are going to matter. Style of play is going to matter. Form mm-hmm. is the most important at this point of the season because it's what's going to carry you from here on out to the Liga, right? You had a couple of weeks to slack off. You had a couple of weeks to maybe appear here, not appear there, but now it's consistency. It's you need to continue to play the way that you're playing and you need to, you know, find a way to, you know, excel from game to game. And it starts off here against Querétaro.
1: Yeah. Mm hmm. It's a huge game in terms of, of what you just said. So And huge points on the line. Should be fun and interesting. Oh huge points on the line, yes, so. exactly. You know, you're you're going up against second place, Queretaro with seventeen points, you're only one point behind them. You know, you win, you drop them down, you move up a little bit, and you know, things just go look look um look good from there. So we we'll have to wait and see. But give me your scoreline prediction for Saturday. Listen, this attack was very interesting. I'm very keen to you know, put out something, something you know weird and spontaneous. But I've done that and nothing has worked for me. So I think I'm gonna. I don't know. I, I want the clean sheet, but unfortunately, I just don't don't think I I see it. So I think I'm gonna go three one. Three to one. Okay. Well,
0: look. I can see this offense being very good, very very good. But are we gonna have our shooting boots? That's the one question I have. Defensively right, speaking. Right. That's the one thing. It looks very shaky. It looks very shaky. Bruno Valdez coming back. You don't know how well he's gonna be. It's a big right? plus. It's a big plus, but but it's a big plus but you but... don't know how well he's gonna be uh, but, you know, exactly in, in regards to this matchup. Mm-hmm. What what the confidence is like after the past couple of games in regards. You know, Paula Aguilar looks like he's maybe getting a little bit better. He's he's not as bad as he was prior to games, you know. He still has a lot to to work on, but um, you know with the midfield, I, you know, I see it pretty good. But questions question still surrounding whether or not the Bada is going to pick it up. So, I mean, if I, if I have to go anywhere, i trying to be a bit conservative with all this. It's 4-0 for America. We're going to walk away with a clean sheet. We're going to get some goals. We're going to get some motivation. We're going to get things going. And the team is going to feel better, do better. And that's going to uh, catapult us into next week because we got the biggest game of the season so far. And that's coming up against Guadalajara. Yes. So, I'm going 4-0 for America. Viñas gets two goals. Uh, Bruno Valdez it. gets one and, um, and and gosh damn it I'm going with it Renato Barra finds one as well so that Listen, that I'm that gives that. him a little bit of confidence I know that's crazy I know mm-hmm. people are going to think what but hey if León could do it then America can more than definitely do it so I'm I'm all for it yeah I'm down
1: let's go let's do it 4-0 four four I'm down for 4-0
0: four 4-0 four for America what is, what is the chat saying well uh, Louis saying it's going to be a 2 4. America wins. Um, let's see. Well, so far, that's the only one that's
1: giving us a prediction. No. Chicken Little said 2 1. Chicken Little said 2 1. Um, 2 1. I'm a little disappointed because you didn't go 3 1 with me, but it's all right. I'll Let it slide this uh, way. You can't blame the guy for trying to be a bit conservative here. <laughs> yeah, well, don't be. Don't be. Well,
0: I mean, actually, though, no, don't take advice from us because if we, we, were, if we were gambling, men, we'd, we'd be broke already.
1: That's why I don't gamble. (laughs) Uh,
0: But, yeah, interesting game coming up ahead. That game is going to be also televised and through the NA uh, It's a late match again. It's at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Central, 10 Eastern, over there for you, Christian. So, after that game's over, it's it's either going back to the party or going Mimi's, but... um, if you guys, for whatever reason, cannot follow that game alive for whatever reason, whether you had a quinceanera, whether you had a party, whether you had a bar mitzvah, because you know those those happen at that that time as well. Um, you guys can follow all of that in the uh, Resaca America US. Twitter page, and uh, we'll keep you guys up to date with all things with live tweets. Uh, we'll see who's on, on, on call for that this week, but should be interesting, should be exciting. So make sure you guys stay tuned and uh, make sure you guys do follow us on all our social media platforms as we prepare you guys for the upcoming game against that So if you guys are excited, let us know. Leave us a comment with your guys' prediction. And uh, whenever you guys want to get in contact with us, just let us know too. It's always fun interacting with you guys in those games. So, Christian, it looks like we're running down to
1: the end of the uh, episode. Anything else you want to add on before we sign off? I do. I do want to add on something. Guys, tomorrow when you wake up, I need you guys to head over to Ivan's Twitter and wish this man a happy birthday. Dude, you are getting old, but it's okay, though, because <laughs> that's part of life, right? <laughs> so, I just want to say, well, I mean, I'm going to say tomorrow, obviously, but I'm going to hit a quick sub before everybody else. Happy birthday to you, man. You deserve everything good that happens to you in your life, and, you know, just keep grinding, man, because, you know, good things are going to happen to us soon. Hopefully, hopefully.
0: Well, thank you so much, Christian, for the early birthday shout-out. Thank you for enticing these people to to go on onto my Twitter page. <laughs> uh, uh, But, uh, no, yeah, you know you and Dylan part of some of the best thing that's ever happened to my life. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the podcast, grateful for all the people, for all the listeners. Um, and uh, hopefully it's a, uh, it's, it's a good day tomorrow. And, uh, you know, hopefully America can bounce back and give us a victory for a late birthday present. Correct. So, all right. Thank you to every single one of you guys who have joined us tonight to thank you, Louis for the uh, extra, for the early, uh, cumpleaños. Uh, Shout out. Uh, Louis Tribute will be back next week because uh, we have so much in in mind for next week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Clasico Nacional is coming up. You guys do not want to miss what we have stowing and what we have brewing here at the Resaca America and at the Eagle Eye Podcast. We are going to change a lot of what we've done. And uh, we're going to continue to do some of the things that we've been doing. But we're going to make it in ways that uh, make it more enticing and fun for you guys. So keep it here on the Rasaka America YouTube page. Keep it here on the Resaca America US channel uh, over there on twitter and on instagram because we have plenty and plenty believe me plenty of content coming up for that Clásico nacional uh we're uh, we're going to be joined by our fellow friends from the uh from the other side of the spectrum uh, our friends from the chivas the, the chivas del norte podcast and uh, we are gonna have a great great episode for you guys in store and a lot of a lot of and i'm telling you a lot of great content coming your guys' way so make sure you guys Do not miss out what we have in store for you guys, all right? So, without further ado, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful evening. We'll see you guys soon. We'll see you guys in the next one. Next week's the big one. Hopefully, America can catapult themselves into a good run of form. And, uh, well, we'll have to wait and find out. But we'll see you guys next week. As always, take care. And, uh, well, as I I always like to say, Arriba America. (laughs)